The Million Dollar Sundays are back. AmericasCardsRoom.com, your premier poker site for real money cash, is raising the stakes on April 12th with the Million Dollar Sundays Tournament. You can buy in directly to this $1 million guaranteed tourney for just $540 or win a free seat through our daily free roll. AmericasCardsRoom.com will help you get started with a huge 100% first deposit bonus up to $1,000 when you enter the bonus code CASH. This is the opportunity you've been waiting for. Download and deposit today. AmericasCardsRoom.com Okay, welcome to Ask Alex, episode 36 on the OneOuter.com podcast, sponsored by AmericasCardsRoom.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at OneOuter.com, at O-N-E-O-U-T-E-R-D-O-T-C-O-M, and join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash OneOuter. Um, if you can tell, I'm full of the cold this week. Or as we say in Scotland, I'm absolutely full of the, full of the cold. Full of the cold, <laughs> is what we say. So I feel quite brutal. And uh, I'm going to try and let Alex do it all the talking this time. I'm going to try and not play devil's advocate as much. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I feel like shit. I sound like shit. Um, how's I, how are you today, Alex? This is a this is a ringing endorsement for America's Card Room. It's like, well, let's check out this let's check out this podcast we endorse. I feel like shit. I look like shit. All oh, right, okay, cool. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm a I got a dental implant yesterday. I had a I broke a tooth. Well, I mean, to give the whole sob story, my family could not afford dental care growing up as is normal in the great country the united states of america when you do not have money you do not get uh many i'm pretty sure now that i look back if i was like not stupid as a teenager i could have like i probably could have gone to like a dental school and thrown myself on their mercy you know and been like could you please like operate on this tooth but i had some tooth get like a gum boil and a cavity and some infection or some shit and then, yeah, when I was a, yeah, yeah, and when I was a commercial fisherman, I, like, knocked into it, and the fucking thing broke off. And, like, I just left it broken in the back of my mouth for 10 years because nobody could see it, right? Yeah. Once in a while, I would smile, and, like, really wide, and people would be, like, give me the, oh, shit, look, <laughs> like, you know, because they could see it. And then finally, I was like, you know what, man, this is stupid. It's been almost, like, 10 years like, I should go get this fixed, so I went and put the money down, and then, uh, putting the money down, yeah, by the way, those are $10,000 in the States, and they're, they're like 2K here, but Jesus Christ, and I, well, and I, you know, when you put down, like, two grand, you think this is gonna be, like, a big thing, right, it, they took, like, you know, 30 minutes, and they're like, okay, okay, <laughs> I'm like, that's it, <laughs> you know, like, but I mean, I get the idea, it was a more delicate operation than I was understanding, but yeah, they put a screw about the size of my uh, thumb into my gums yesterday, so I'm a, uh, I'm, I don't, I don't want to take painkillers because I don't want to go back to old habits, so I'm like on, you know, whatever, like, uh, there, there's something that like dulls nerve pain and then uh, also antibiotics, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm a little fucked up today too. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, so so to start the show, we both established we feel like shit, and uh, but but just on that, you know, America's card room isn't shit. It's great, and uh, you get you get twenty seven percent rate back there. And I know Woo. a few listeners have joined on to that already because uh, 
they they like free money essentially. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, if you want twenty seven percent rate back with America's just go to oneouter.com and click any one of the America's Cardroom advertisements or banners. That's all you need to do. You don't need any promo codes or anything, but you must click it through one of those advertisements as it's already preset to create an account with your 27% rate back. Fill out all the details, join, and that's it. The, the rate back will start being paid into your account. Uh, the other house... Yeah, oh, you yeah, got it? No, no, it's a great site, guys. And we could have... They get, you know, like... You, the way these work is you can get like I could have had you guys sign up and I just pocket all of your rake back, which uh, would have obviously been better for our bottom line. But uh, we didn't do that. We want you guys. I'm a big I'm a big fan of like if you add value to people's lives, they'll pay you back, which I don't know. Somebody told me that a long time ago and that that's how I've conducted my business. And we're, we're, we're still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's been, yeah, but yeah, that's it. That's made him go in America's card room. I mean, they're about to have another million dollar tournament and they're, I mean, like I'm almost, I, I want to be playing on that damn side every day. Like I'm not, I, this isn't like ad copy or anything. This is like, when I'm playing on, like, Stars and Tilt, I feel like an idiot because I'm like, God, it's like you play these, like, $50 tournaments they have in the middle of the day, and people are just firing in, like, three, four buy-ins. Like, they just don't give a shit. It's like Stars back in 2006. And, like, you know, my holding manager works perfect on it. The new AssassinatoHUD.com works really well on it. And it's, like, it, it, it's, it's badass, man. Like, and I get to play with the Soros every day, which is pretty weird. But, like, you know, it's a, it's a good time. It's, it's really fun. But, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, how are you going, Alex? I know you got a second in an event. I caught it on your Facebook. I, as I say, I've been absolutely floored with this cold the whole week. Oh, and all man. I've been doing is sitting with my iPhone and it's one of these illnesses that I can't even be bothered watching like uh, a film or TV. I, oh everything's man, that a, bad. Yeah, everything's annoying me, you know, it's just like irritating me. I'm like, oh no, I can't like start that, that's too long, that film or, you know, something like that. I feel that. you. No, yeah. It's quite funny, I actually should mention this. It's, uh, so last and, night, I was like looking through Instagram and I'm never on Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, I was just like, oh, Instagram, and then I click search, and it comes up, like, you know, searches for, like, shit that you might be interested, sort of, in, stuff like that, and, like, it's Dan Bilzerian's one of the few people, like, I follow on Instagram, and, you know, it's all, like, naked girls and guns and whatever, <laughs> like, this shit, so, like, all the associated pictures are this, so I start clicking on some of them, you know, bored and looking, and, like, what a saturated market of, like, 20 to 25-year-old girls essentially with their tits out, white teeth, <laughs> like per perfect bodies or airbrush bodies or whatever they're doing, and they're like promoting shit like, you know, protein shakes and stuff like, thanks to the team at fucking, I don't know, slut protein that, like, uh, you know, like, uh, for, for getting my morning protein shake. And, uh, you know, and I'm like, these people have got like 1.2 million followers and I don't know who they are, like, it's not even, like, I know some Z-lists, like, from pop culture and, like, shit, you know, like, junk TV or whatever. But there are people, like, just random. There's so many of them as well. And yeah. they're all getting paid to do these, like, product placements and stuff. So, yeah, slut protein or that want to get in touch with us. I mean, me and Alex will start <laughs> But um, I was just looking going, like, holy shit. 
So anyway, that leads on to like the girl, you know, the Blurred Lines song, Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know fucking anything about <laughs> comic culture these days. <laughs> blurred, blurred Lines was like a song last year. It was like a big song, you know. And the video is like these girls dancing around, like, you yeah, know, yeah. semi-clothed. And then there was a naked one as well. Well, one of the girls in it is like Emily Ratajkowski or some shit. Uh, she's like, you know, really tidy. And she was like, she looked far and whatever. So long story short, like this is the sort of trouble I got myself into, like full of the flu and cold and like taking shit, whatever. So I was sitting and my girlfriend came home and I was like, oh, like, I was, you know, because she's big. She does a lot of Instagram stuff. And I was like, uh, oh, I was on that Instagram, like, oh, it's crazy the amount of, like, just, like, semi-clad, you know, women on it, like, selling this shit. And she's like, oh, yeah, you get, you know, you get a good look, so it's stuff like that. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, I was like, it's related search or stuff you might be interested in. I just like, well, you look at one and it leads to another, whatever. And we've both commented on this girl in the Blurred Lines video. And I was like, oh, I saw, like, a little video of her. Like, you'd think she was foreign, like, from looking at her in her name. But she's got like this um, American accent. She was born in London, and she's like, uh, you know, really down to earth and stuff like that. And then, you know, she was like, all right, all right, take it easy. And this was like the, one of the best lines ever. She's like, what are you searching for now? Then is it like uh, perfect tits, nice ass, and down to earth model? <laughs> and like, I just. I just pissed myself, like, just that, like, that's what it's coming to, you're looking for, like, perfect tits, nice ass, and, and, and must be yeah, down yeah. to earth model, and I was like, shit, like, so, but we had a good laugh about it, but it really shocked me, the amount of, like, girls just, like, they're not celebrities, they're just Instagram celebrities, with, like, two million followers, yeah, like, man. and the product placements they do, I mean, it's good work if you can get it, I suppose, yeah. but there's, I mean, I saw at least, like, you know, 10 or something, like, this one, but I'm going, holy shit, like, it's out there, you know, like, it seems to be crazy, like, you know, if you're a good-looking girl, um, and you're going, working out, doing all this shit, then, yeah, get yourself on Instagram, and fucking, I'm sure there's guys that do it as well, you know, Yeah, but, but uh, like, it's crazy. But women aren't visual, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they are to the point where, you know, like, it's not like what we register, but it's not like, uh, I, I, I don't, it, it, yeah, I mean, definitely that market is definitely for women, you know what I mean? It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if you're going to work on your body that much, you should make money off of it. Like, I mean, that's the, that sounds really bad, but <laughs> it's like, it, uh, Speaking about all this, I was thinking, like, the social networking, so, like, the Twitch stuff and that, like, you're big on that just now. So, yeah. like, that, rather than just a picture, you're, like, essentially being filmed in your home yeah it's, uh, no no uh, you know, so talk about that how's that going anything you want to talk about with oh Twitch man that's it. As that's I, say, I, I saw you got second in like a tournament recently or something and that's a great that's a great topic that's that's uh that was a great segue by the way into something <laughs> i actually know to talk about i was like i don't know what to say right now like it's like i don't know shit about instagram i don't know but uh yeah the twitch thing and you guys can kind of tell i'm a little <laughs> like do I sound a little more like blue today? Like it, I feel fucking I don't know. I don't know what. I'm just fucked up the care. <laughs> like nah, but uh, the Twitch thing's been uh, pretty cool. Well, yeah, I took second in an F tops. Uh, I, I took second in an F tops, which obviously was like soul crushing. Uh, you know, soul crushing 30k, but like it was. Uh, 
obviously wanted the jersey, and that was my second time heads up in a full tilt major on Twitch. And uh, but yeah, it was uh, obviously you know they still let me spend the money. Everybody's like you know second is first loser. I'm like that's funny because they they sent me a check. It's pretty nice, but all right, you know, <laughs> you know like I mean obviously it's I was like 26 out of 27 in that tournament, right? So I, I could not give two shits. I finished second and not first. You know what I mean? Of course, at the moment, at, yeah. I started two to one chip at disadvantage. I got up to two to one. Unfortunately, we, the, me and this Swedish gentleman who played very, very well got into a flip and it came out in his favor. You know, it, it was cool. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been pretty cool on the Twitch stream because we had that second place in the Twitch and, like, I'm going to go on to a rant, but it's going to be hopefully a little more, like, not mean because I'm not a <laughs> – I don't have the energy to be mean. Yeah. Uh, I took second in the 326 max, too, which was cool. – I, I make more money finishing second than anybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what's going on right now. But, yeah, and, I mean, like, I, in the month and a half we've had that Twitch stream, we have had – uh, like, just to give some of the features, like, what you could get if you subscribe for $5, okay? Because I was like, let me, let me explain, like, the business here, thing here. All right, let, let me, because, like, okay, everybody thinks, like, I'm just drowning in money right now because of these recent scores. When I play a W Coupe and you don't hear, when every time the, poke, the W Coupe comes around and you don't hear anything from a high-stakes player, that means that guy lost $30,000, I won a second chance W Coop and I for thirty thousand the last W Coop and I still lost money on the series. When I yeah. go to the WSOP and I blank, that's forty thousand dollars. When I go to the PCA and blank, that's twenty five thirty thousand dollars. I need six figures of like working capital to just stay in this game. And I, things were looking pretty lean the last like few months, right? So these, if you're coming for a loan, I'm skint. <laughs> that was i'm skit i want i'm gonna start using that word although it won't sound as cool coming from me but no i mean it's like i had some operating capital and now i have a little more operating capital but i can't like touch that 30k i just want like i just can't touch it you know what i mean that would be like the printer selling the printing press you know, if I were to be like, you know, everybody's like, oh, you're going to go buy a boat? I'm like, yes, I'm going to go buy a fucking boat with my working bankroll, and then I'll be broke tomorrow, you know? Like, and then, uh, so, like, I don't really get to touch that money, you know what I mean? And then people bought pieces of me uh, in pretty much, you know, I sell pieces to a friend of mine, you know, because I can't afford these one, I can't afford, like, a 1K three times a week or, like, whatever, you know? Like, yeah. I just, I don't have the money for it. Like, I mean, straight up, if you had $100,000, working capital that's only a hundred buy-ins for like these one k's you know that's, you, that's when you put it in perspective we've spoke about that before i mean right when you think that you know like a hundred thousand which yeah. is money that most people like i'm sorry you said but most people will never ever have that money at the one time you know oh. and to play the one case you need at least that you probably need two hundred thousand you need not probably more than that you know what i mean but yeah, yeah and i mean like my bankroll like liquid like the largest working bankroll I've ever had was, you know, like six figures for only a very small amount of time. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, I mean, like if you take in everything, you got money spread across. Like 
you know, it, 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 it's not, it's still, even with me right these days, it's not going to equal six figures. It'll be, but like, it's not like I'm going to put my, you know, I'm going to remortgage my house to go play the fucking yeah. Super Tuesday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but, uh, uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, so like, I don't get to touch that money, but like, this is what, okay, when Twitch came in, this is how my business was operating. I was doing videos for my students, right? I had a, a thousand plus students I had met with at least once, right? Now, how do you stay in touch with a thousand guys? You do webinars and you do, uh, you, you do like videos, right? So I was doing videos of myself playing. I was doing videos of myself teaching lessons and we'd sell those privately. And when, and that was what I had adjusted my business to. We weren't doing that many private lessons. The private lessons were for, well, for, honestly, they're more exhausting for me. So, like, if I do two personal lessons, three personal lessons in the morning, I am wrecked for the rest yeah. of the day. Because it's, like, it's not just, like, doing algebra. It is, like, doing algebra while enthusiastically emphasizing why this point in the algebraic equation will get you more money. And if the person yeah. does not get it, I do not, you know, I'm not doing my job. So... You know, I, I, instead of like doing it one time, you know, with one person one time, a thousand times, I was like, I will just do the video really, 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 really well. And I will, you know, to the point everybody could get it and I'll sell that. And nobody was really doing that. Uh, there was no such thing as like Twitch or whatever, right? I looked into making something like Twitch in the infrastructure for something like this is fucking insane, Barry. Like, it is oh, yeah. so expensive, right? And I was like, okay, so, you know, I think this is going to come in one day, and when it does, it's going to wreck everything, right? But until then, you know, I'm going to do this. And then Amazon bought Twitch. Twitch was the only people, I thought this could take a year, a couple years. Twitch were the only people that could, like, set it up, right? And Twitch got bought by, I believe it was Amazon, and, you know, they just, the next day, they're like, poker is cool. And, by the way, nobody is going to pay for poker training now because it's all yeah. free, right? Now, I yeah. knew there would be an adjustment period because for, like, a month or two months, you, you, you know, for, like, a month or two months, everybody's, like, going to be all watching these people doing it for free. Then you're going to start realizing, ah, the really good streamers are still Jay Carver, Big Dog Pocket Fives, Alex Fitzgerald, you know, the guys who have training sites, you know. Uh -huh. So... But for that month or two, I knew it was going to be pretty lean, right? So I was just like, well, I'm just going to get in and do this Twitch thing, right? And it got leaner than I expected. And, like, the timing could not have been worse. I had just paid my back taxes. I had just, uh, not all of them, but a portion of, uh, Jesus Christ. But anyway, yeah, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still arguing about that Black Friday thing, which, by the way, there's no chance I'll win. They're, like, charging me penalties on money they just possessed for a few years and felt like giving back to me. And, you know, the longer I fight it, the more the interest compounds and, you yeah. know, the more I have to pay my lawyers. So there's, there's just, like, no fucking way I can win, and they know this, and they're just laughing it's, at it's me. How, it's how they got Al Capone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, if there's one thing people always say about me, it's that that assassin out is like Al Capone. He's gonna go down for his taxes. But uh, the same name, by the way. No, his name wasn't Alex. But yeah, I've only had one person in my life call me Al. But uh, anyway, yeah, the, uh, sounds like a gangster name ever since Al Capone. But yeah, I mean, so anyway, 
you know, I was like, you know, I wasn't going to complain about it because I was like, this is the way things are going to have to be. Twitch it had to happen, right? But, you know, it just came after I paid my back taxes. I just put the money down for, like, this tooth. And, like, yeah, this tooth, man, this gold tooth, you know, this thing's not cheap. <laughs> and, I mean, it was just a bunch of other things. Like, my mother, uh, uh, you know, like, her retirement with the States, like, got a little different. So I had to start paying a lot more of her bills and stuff like that. And then this happens. I was like, okay, I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to try to make the best Twitch channel. And the last two months on Twitch, we have – had a second place at a full tilt major final table, a second place at an F-tops. We've had multiple 326 max final tables, 50R final table, Benjamin final table, uh, final tables on small, small networks on ACR, wins in ACR, had multiple heads-up sessions, and then reviews of like $10 no-limit hand histories, multiple hour, you know, just uh, like sessions where you could just watch me analyzing hands. And this was all for free, right? Because I expected, you know, if you, you know, for five bucks a month, you could watch all this, everything I just stated, along with like me, like four tabling, like rush poker, uh, playing one, two, no limit on ACR, all this stuff. And I thought like, you know, the people are going to come out and support. And what happened was, is like, I would do something like, Hey man, you know, if you guys want to see all the videos we got going on, it's five bucks. Uh, if you, if you know, you want like it, the videos stay around for 60 days on your Twitch channel after that they wipe. So I made a permanent option too. I was, you know, with my own time and money and my own web hosting and ser servers and everything, I like created sites where they could like get downloadable permanent copies. Right. And that was a little more cause it cost me a little more. Right. But this is still like five, 10, 20 bucks. Right. And, you know, you, you will have these people in the chat going, I will never give money to you because you have more money than me. And it's like, it must, it must be really difficult for you to go to the supermarket and, like, buy anything because oh, this fucking supermarket has more money than me. You know what I mean? Like, it, it must be – these are the same people that – the reason why, like, musicians are fucking starving now and the only person who makes anything is Taylor Swift. You know, it's like, I don't feel – you know, and then, like, when I ban, you know, I see that in the chat, and I'm like, fuck you, you're banned. Like, I don't want yeah. you talking shit. Like, I mean, seriously, yeah. why, why the fuck do I have to listen to this? This isn't a fucking charity, right? You know what I mean? You can come in, and people, like, who haven't paid anything ask me questions all day, and I respond. And, you know, I'm totally there and chill and cool with it. You know what I mean? And a lot of, by the way, playing on Twitch is, like, the most fun thing in the world. There is nothing more fun than having, like, 20 guys, like, you know, really cool dudes hanging out and just like play, watching you play cards and like, you know, cheering you on and being psyched and learning and all that. That makes me so motivated. And honestly, I wouldn't have gotten these scores without them. But like, I can't touch these scores. And like the, the amount of money I can actually use is actually pretty small, you know. Yeah. So it's like, it, and you know, and you're just trying to make a product for everybody. And the transition, honestly, has been pretty scary because my students weren't used to, like, private lessons, right? And then I was like, how the fuck am I going to Twitch broadcast enough to, like, establish myself on Twitch and at the same time still be, uh, you know, doing private lessons now? Because apparently I have to do private lessons again, like, a lot. And then, you know, it's been, you know, it, and it, I don't think people understand the economics. The way I'm talking to a lot of people is like, oh, yeah, now that Twitch is here, everybody's a fucking millionaire and we never have to pay for poker training again it's like no like, that's not how it works you know what i mean and there's people calling me to do stuff 
for prices they that are fucking insulting, Barry. Like just because they think now that Twitch is open, you're not worth shit. You know, yeah. like and it, it, it's been a very weird transition. So I did find a way to take a 30k score and bitch about it. Yes, but uh, <laughs> I just want you all to know. No, but I mean, it's like people just don't understand the economics of it. It's like right now I'm like, you know, like I'm a. I, you know, it, it's a it's a business. You know what I'm saying? Like, and everything, you know, it, it, no, it, it's uh, in this economy, it's just good to keep going. But like, it's not like I'm flush right now. But yeah, yeah. and uh, almost got the F tops jersey. The Twitch stream was a blast. Everybody watching, everybody's seeing it. You know what I mean? We're gonna, unfortunately, I think we're gonna have to do subscribers only in the chat for final tables from now on. Because uh, people keep posting spoilers, because there's like a seven minute delay or whatever. But there's a lot yeah. more people subscribing, and the month long transition where people were like, you know, they were kind of feeling out their options, like you know, what does each streamer, yeah. you know, that that's kind of running down. And then you know, we got, and I, I just like, I the other thing I think I'm gonna do just to adjust the business is do more webinars. So I announced my webinar like during the Twitch stream on Tuesday. And I think we sold out like half of it during yeah. that Twitch stream. So like that right there, the transition is done. You know what I mean? It's like, Ooh, it's going to be working. You know what I mean? Like this is fine. You know what I mean? And then I still get to, I get to make like cheap poker coaching for every in the battle rap video, man. Like that thing's got like, it's got like 2.5 K views now in like the first week or two, you know what I mean? And that's like, yeah. if you look at like the farm leagues, like for battle rap, like if you hit 3 K views, that's astounding. I think we're going to like kill that. So, you know, and I think that's all like Twitch people like hyping it up. So Twitch has been, a blessing mostly, but I just, I wanted to explain the economics of it to people so people could quit fucking talking to me like I'm Donald Trump, you know, like, and then, yeah, anyway, all right. Um, so how, how can people then, how can listeners of the show that um, are watching you on Twitch just now or are thinking about going and checking out, now, how can they support you then? Well, what do they get for the $5 a month or what's the next level? The $5 a month is like really... I think, like, that was the cheapest we could make anything. But that, the $5 a month will give you access to all the streams for 60 days. And, like, that is an insane value. Like, right now you'll still get to watch, like, two full-tilt major final tables and everything. And it's four ninety nine a month. But, honestly, if you can't, like, if you don't have the money, and I know what it's like to, like, I remember reading Tommy Angelo articles when I was 17 and, like, I remember if I could buy a comic book, that was a big deal, you know what I mean? And, like, being able to read Tommy Angelo articles is like, oh, my God, this is amazing. If you want to support and you don't have money, just go to twitch.tv slash Auto and, like, look at all the stuff we have going on there, right? And if you like any of it, just repost it, retweet it, be sure to at, uh, you know, at attach me, like, at Auto on Twitter or on Facebook, put my name. And then, you know, that just helps us get the word out there and stuff like that. Like, you know, like, in there's a ton of free stuff there. Like, there's all the free Pocket Fives articles. There's all the free Bluff articles. All the all these podcasts, we're, like, we're almost on 40 of these, you know, if you count yeah. my interviews as well with you. And then, yeah, we're over 40, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nuts, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, 
you know, if you just like any of it, just retweeting and all that, and that's like that's a pretty big deal. That all builds the buzz, and then that'll build the buzz for people who can actually afford anything. And then if you don't have money, you know what I mean, and then you can just enjoy what's there. But like, if you have the money, it really helps us. Like right now, you know, I can Twitch stream like two days a week. That's about it. I would love to do it four or five days a week, but you know, we need to like build up a market for it or like, you know, start supporting on that end for it to do. And it's cool if, you know, if it doesn't work, it just, I have to go back to the private sector again. You know, it, it's just one of uh, that. I have to like feed my mother, you know, yeah. <laughs> like my, my props will not feed my mom. Your props will not feed my mother the last time I checked, you know? Yeah. So it's like, if you do have, you know, like I just consider it like I, I've subscribed to, uh, no, I mean, but like I've subscribed to a bunch of my buddies' things. And it's like, they, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, I don't need, like, uh, uh, all the, I have a bunch of train video accounts, not because, like, I have a friend who could let me see them, but it's like, if I'm going to use the content, I figure I should pay. You know what I mean? It's like, and if it's helping you guys, like, make money at poker, we have a lot of people getting into that stream now, and they're like, man, I'm, like, killing it since I started seeing that stream. Throw us a bone, you know, with the four ninety nine, that's like the cheapest option. The other really cheap option, which is insane to me, which is like some people like when they watch Twitch, they really like it live, but they still want, you know, a little bit more strategy content. Uh card runners for like thirty dollars for two months, that's the cheapest it's been in like ten years of its existence. They gave us a eighty percent discount just to give to you guys, right? Because I said you guys would come out in droves, and holy crap, you guys did. So that's really cool. You know what I mean? Again, this is like the ACR thing where it's like, you know, we could take a bigger cut, but instead we get you, we get you like as cheap as it could possibly get. So it, we re, when we do it that way, though, we really rely on your support. We're really gambling on you guys coming out. You know what I mean? But, like, it's $30 for two months, $30 a month after that. And that, that's where you get to see, like, Ape Styles and I, like, doing, like, theory videos. And, like, it's really like sitting in a poker classroom. It is going to Poker University. It is me, like, uh, we have a new one coming out just, like, how to study, like, how you should go about the business of being a professional poker player. And it shows you how to use all these tools that everybody else just acts like they know how to use. But I can tell you in the video, like, this confounded me, too. So let me put, like... Let me make, give you an idiot-proof strategy guide that I wish somebody had given me, you know? And then also just showing you my methodology, and then you get to see, like, the reviews of the big majors. And that's, like, the other, like, really cheap, you know, I mean, like, 30 bucks. Like, I think I almost spent 30 bucks the other day ordering a large pizza and a couple, like, two liters, you know what I mean? And obviously that didn't do as much for me as, like, watching Matthew John the videos would do. So yeah, you know, check out all that. And yeah, just go to twitch.tv slash the assassin. I don't take a look at everything we got going down there. And if it's something, you know, if you don't like anything, that's cool. But like, if you like something, you know, retweet it, repost it, you know, get the, get the word out there. I'm looking at the long game. We're out of the lean period. So I'm pretty psyched, but yeah, come out and support. Yeah. So um, that's it. We're doing Ask Alex Aid next week. We're going <laughs> to... Yeah, Ask Alex. 
we're going to get Bob Geldof in like YouTube, <laughs> like ch- chatting single. <laughs> we are broke. We That's poker it. for sale. Like, yeah. you know, you know. Yeah, we sit in like selling the bottled water in Vegas. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, dudes are okay. geniuses, though, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I see them, I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, thank you, give me free. <laughs> like, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's get into the questions then. Um, we're currently not charging for them. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Be, be grateful, you little. Our, our, our invoices <laughs> are in the post. <laughs> uh, so uh, the first question is from now. His his Twitter ID is one of these crazy things. It's like at lots of characters. The hustle. So that's going to have to do for you, mate. I, I'm not reading out like semicolons. You know, <laughs> uh, so he says, got any pointers far as tournament bubbling? Is it better to sit back, install clock, or be willing to gamble any high ace? Well, uh, I mean, that was it. Enjoy. Just so you all know, I'm not whining about money. Money is fine again. It was just a lean couple of months. I just wanted to say the economics of it all. No assassinato aid is needed, although that sounds like an excellent sport, sports <laughs> energy drink. If y'all, y'all are still grinding it out and you ain't got money, I know what it's like. So just keep grinding it out and I'll keep helping you, man. But if, you want, if you're doing a little better, throw us a bone. But anyway, if you're uh, – you know what I use typically is like ICM calculators and uh, – what I what I find is like well first thing okay like okay if you're on the bubble of like I don't know like a five dollar tournament, uh, I, this is how I look at it. A lot of people disagree with me, but like uh, you know a lot of the here's the thing. A lot of the guys who talk a lot about ICM do not make money at poker, and a lot of the guys who do not give a shit about ICM at all do not make money about poker. So you want to be somewhere in the middle. And I would like to think I'm there. You would be. You would like to be like myself, is what I'm trying to say. But no, it, like you, uh, uh, I, I realized how arrogant that sounded right after. So I tried to make a joke about it. But you're so sick, you won't laugh at it, which makes me feel awkward. This is like my real. No, no, I think this is, I, th- I think it's a fair comment. I yeah. think people do. I think people that listen to you and watch your Twitch stream, you know, and uh, want to know what sort of. Uh, T-shirts you wear and stuff, and like you know, then I, I think that's fair comment. So I, let, I just let it go. Okay, yeah, yeah I just, I feel like such a I have so like little self-esteem. People don't. You've got you've got fanboys. Come on. I know I do, but like when I when I meet them, I'm like, why the fuck do you like me? Like I like when I wake up, I I, like, I was I was a fan I was a fanboy originally. Now I, now I can't be fucked. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I quit, I quit poker to get away from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. It's true. See, it's like uh, in Scotland, everybody rags on everybody, right? Is that it, it, it's like the thing. That's what I'm comfortable with. I guess that's why I've always done really well with you guys, like Scots and Brit- British and whatever. It's like in America, like if you're kind of like from the lower middle class, or whatever, everybody's giving you shit. Everybody's giving you shit. And then you start like moving up to like, the higher middle class or whatever. And like, it, it just turns into like an ass kissing fest. Right. And it's like, it's so awkward to me when people like, I don't even, I don't know. Like when people give me compliments, like my skin crawls, it's just like, I am so like 
dumb. You guys have no idea. I still don't know what light switches in my house do what. I've had this house for two years. You do not want to follow me. It's like, so when I make like, when I make comments where it's like, you should do exactly what I do, I feel like such an adult, like such a, it, obviously I know something about poker, but it's still like, yeah, it's odd. I don't know. I felt like when I was battle rapping and my lines would like just go to crickets there, <laughs> I was like, all right. But yeah, anyway, you, you can hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I made a weird noise on my end. But yeah, the, the way I've always thought about it is like, Let's say, like, you entered for $5 and, like, a cash is $7.40. If that, if that money's not going to, like, change your life, I would just say go for the win, you know, because it, it is, it's going to give you a lot more experience, and you should be getting that experience at, like, $5 and $10 and $20 tournaments before you, like, move up. And then, uh, you know, that'll get you in more comfortable, and you'll have more final tables as the chip leader which hopefully, you know, you'll be more prepared for it should you ever, like, you know, let's let's go for the fences, you know, final table and EPT with the chip lead. Like, uh, but if it's, like, you know, if it is, like, life-changing money, you know, first of all, look at the stack distribution. If there's a lot of people below you, um, it is okay to knit it up and start clocking out, right? The, the most, uh, and it's good to, like, get an ICM calculator to see what your chips are worth. Like, the, the one that really comes to mind, I never stall, uh, just because, I don't know, I, I, I grew up in the area, era where if you stalled, you were a bitch and you weren't a real player. But then I realized, like, economically, it was going to cost me thousands of dollars. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to stall. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bitch. I'm a, I'll be a bitch for $3,000. I got no fucking qualms. I'm already a fucking sellout. So it's like, it's all good. You know what I mean? I, I what integrity am I going to lose? You know, but it's like, uh, it, it, yeah, there was like one time I was on the bubble at the WQ main event. And it was like, my stack was worth like, I want to say it was like $4,482 when I did the ICM calc. There were 10 people, we were on a stone bubble. There were 10 people below me in the thing. If one of them busted, the min cash in this WQ main event was like 12K. So it's like, that is like 250% or whatever the fuck it is of what your chips are worth. That is worth stalling for. And that also is like, let's say a guy jams 11X into you, but, and you have like a six offsuit. And, like, blind versus blind, fuck it, I'm folding. Like, I'm not yeah. going to take that, you know, like, ICM-wise, it's hari-kari. You know what I mean? It is ritual suicide. Yeah. You are done. So, like, and furthermore, okay, a guy opened and I had, like, 28 big blinds. And anyway, I was the bubble boy, the stone bubble boy. Because the guy <laughs> opened for, what, what was it? It was like, no, a guy would open for like 2X and I would like jam 28X with like queens, right? Because I wasn't going to three bet call and let like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because the guy should be shoving quite a bit of his range there because like ICM wise, I can't call with like anything. And like, uh, yeah, anyway, somehow I lost queens to Jack Penn off or some shit like when I did that. And then it, it was like raise, re-raise, I jammed 28X, guy at Jack Penn, da-da-da-da, who cares? But like, yeah, uh, it was. this goes into the assassinato aid conundrum. It's like, look how bad, <laughs> I, look how bad I run. But uh, I I, I'm getting the violin out soon. <laughs> yeah, the little one, you play between yeah. two fingers. <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, like, you know, if it's like, 
if the money in, you got to start paying attention to that stuff. I used to never pay attention to that. And you know what? It was fine because back in the day, uh, back in the day, like there was so much money for first. It didn't really matter if you flubbed a few should have been men caches. Right. But, and that's why I think you would see guys like Imperium and like little Hold'em kicking ass. Cause it was like, go for the gold. If you want the belt, man, like you just go for it. Right. Now you're noticing the guys who make money at poker are like, honestly, to me, a lot more boring. Like they're just like, they're, cons- you know, they're conservative. They're cons- not conservative. They're solid. Right. Cause now, and I mean, if you want to see what this can do to you, I, I've never thought of this, but okay, go to shark scope and look up the assassinato. Look at my full tilt graph. And like, I am very proud of my full tilt graph. It is just straight up, right? And that's because full tilt for 95% of that graph was like slow structure, all the money for first, right? And then you go to Poker Stars, which is god-awful structures. By the way, it is super pathetic that Poker Stars, Poker Stars structure is still, like I cashed the million the last week and I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, seriously, I don't give a shit. There's no chance I'll make this fucking final table because these socialized bastards are going to give me fucking 9x at the final 50, and I'm going to have to fucking run ace-king through jacks 12 times to get to the final table. And then if I lose a flip there, it's fucking over, right? I was way more excited going deep in the ACR million, which you should all sign up for. I didn't even yeah, think of that. But okay, like, it was... Uh, it, but, like... And then go to my stars graph, okay? And I want you to take a look. There was a 150K downswing in there at one point, okay? Go to my stars graph, Assassinato, and compare the two. Now, for the record, I did recover on stars, but, like, it just goes to show you once, you know, they flatten out the pay structures, you just have a little bad run, and you're not gathering up all those min caches you can have, if you play high stakes, 150K downswing, you know, yeah. whereas, you know, it, it's like you have to collect those every, then I figured out what I was doing wrong and I started focusing more. And then you can see the uptick. I go past that 150K and go up a little bit, not enough to make me really as proud as the full tilt one, but that just goes to show you. And guess what? The way that they're structuring full tilt in stars now, which is where most people want to play is like, you know, not as much for first. And, like, min-caching really means a lot more now. So, you know, be sure to realize what your stack is worth, all those things we talked about. And then, yeah, you know, you can But, again, if it's, like, $10 and it's, like, you can afford to lose the money, go for the gold. And, yeah, thanks for the question. Cool. Uh, the next one is from Willis McCoy. Yeah. Um, c- cool name. So, I don't know. That's a badass cool. name, man. <laughs> He's a, Sheriff Willis McCoy. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a cool dude. He's a, he's a, he, this dude's like the most enthusiastic dude on Facebook. I, every time I see this guy's post, he's do, I'm like so motivated to go on. He's like, I, I'm getting it in today, you know, like, let's go. I'm like, yeah, like, let's go, man. Like, he's the best. So he's got, um, I'm sure you got... 50 million inbox messages, but you're famous, so it is what it is. <laughs> See? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, however, the fact remains, you think and look at poker differently, um, as so do I as well. The question is simple enough, as I am to a point where I'm torn between my mid-game spot before we re- reach in-the-money play 
Uh, so once the average stack hits 40 to 30 big blinds in MTTs, what's more important, finding the rejam spots or raise folding instead of risking our tournament life? Uh, this is general, but very important to me, as I attempt to reship with 25 to 30x effective during mid-game only to oh, basically God. start in the, in the money play with 50 to 60 big blinds. Uh, I'm just torn between grinding it out during this stage or looking to hit in the money with a very workable stack. Okay, that's actually, man, that's a way more like fluid and complete question than I, <laughs> than sometimes we get here. Sometimes it's just like, how do you play jacks? It's like, how do you yeah. play? How do you play poker? <laughs> I don't know. We got that one. Remember? We I remember. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and it's a fine question because when you're starting, yeah. that's a great question. But uh, I, I, I think you get it. It's like. Well, I mean, this is something like you got to know what you're discussing here is something like me and ape styles argue about, right? And like, I would like to think me and ape styles are like two of the best like MTT coaches, but like, he's really big on rejams. He's like, uh, he'll rejam bigger stacks. If he sees the profit in it, he'll go for it. I'm, uh, uh, I'm more of a flat and like take it to the flop kind of guy. I think that's really like taking me places, and uh, I uh, I politely tell Ape Styles I like my style better because like when I fuck up I still have a sack. When he fucks up, he's usually gone. But then he point he points out like you know he gets lucky once and like he has the dominating sack and he is way too much of a gentleman to ever bring this up. But if you look if you look him up on Shark Scope, he is staggering. Right, like he is insanely good, right, and consistent for ten years, way more consistent than me, right. So you know, there's a good, healthy argument there. Uh, I prefer the big shoves when you're on the bubbles, like we were just discussing, and uh, because ICM wise, like getting them to jam into you is not really as much as you'd like. Um, mm -hmm. Typically, I'm a big more of a, and if you want to read more about this, uh, check out. Uh, the article is called Slow Down but, uh, on Bluff, and somebody's, like, uh, alarm is going off. I don't know how Costa Ricans do this. It's like, oh, my phone is going off. I'll just sit here for eight minutes while it goes off, whereas, like, my hypervigilance is, like, I will open fire on that phone if I find it. I know you guys can't hear it, but it's a little difficult for me to – hold on. Actually, that might be my neighbor, but anyway, I don't know how the hell I can hear that. They have some loud-ass alarm, but anyway. Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, I, 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 don't, I cannot tell you what it's like to live this way, to just be hyper-vigilant in a country where everything is like, eh, it's cool, man, don't worry about it. It's cool, man. And, like, you know, everybody fucks me on the price all the time, and it didn't used to happen in Costa Rica, now it does, and it's like, I'm just like, I'm losing, because I just start adding up everything. It's like $16 there, $8 there, a couple hundred there. Oh, shit, there's, a, there's my house payment, you know, like, in, uh, anyway, yeah, sorry. I get wildly off topic, uh, but hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if this fucking alarm is still going. Felix! Oh, hold up. Hold okay. on, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kill myself if I have to keep listening to this. I'll be right back. Sorry. We're not editing no this. Okay. Where's this uh, Lama? Oh, 
while Alex is away, if you want to send in any checks or donations to Alex to help him get back on his feet, so, so then oh, he's I'm back. back. I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> so I, I, put, I put in a little bit of banter between oh, us. Okay, there. Cool. You, you, you'll need to listen back to the podcast yourself God, if you I, want to hear it. <laughs> I've never, I've, I, I never listen to these, just so you, because I, I was here for them, so you know, yeah, I know what's I, that. I, I'm, I'm the same. In fact... I listened to a couple of the early interviews I did with you one time when I was flying somewhere. I remember I just put it on. It was like it's quite it was quite weird, you know, because like you say, yeah, I've done them, I've listened to them, and, yeah, and I've not listened back to like even Phil Lack. Like I wanted to interview Phil Lack for ages, and I interviewed them, did the podcast, and I've never listened to it back. You know, it's weird. Yeah, I've, I've, I've listened to the Helm the Helmuth one a couple of times. Uh, I've listened to that. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Because it's Helmuth, you know what I mean? I listened, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I listened to our first one because it was like, I was a, that was right when I like got sober and like my medication was not exactly taking. Like they were like, oh, you were medic- self-medicating for this all the time, you know? And then I was like, okay. And then for like the first six months, like I would get into rants and then I'd be like later on, I said, what? You know, like I didn't hear that. So I was very carefully listening to that interview but yeah, uh, anyway, uh, about, you know, I go for the big rejams, like when you're on the bubble or whatever, but I'm a real big fan of like, uh, check out, I'm going to give you a lot of follow-up articles to read, uh, McCoy, like the real McCoy, uh, check out, uh, you can go, you can go to pokerheadrush.com and check out my recent strategy articles just to initiate the new pokerheadrush.com. I put up some articles that have been private to my students for like years. Uh, mostly because like they've been republished to death, uh, not republished. People had they had been spread around, so I figured you guys should get them right. And like, there's one called flatting out of position. It's all about like playing from the blind instead of like uh, instead of like uh, in- instead of like uh, instead of just doing these big ass rejams. Uh, there's also dissecting the donk that we're about to come out. And that's going to be the name of the new webinar because I've noticed like I, I went into my positional statistics and it was like uh, if you fold every single small blind, uh, you will be negative 50 per hundred, right? Negative uh, 50 big blinds per hundred. My win rate from there is negative five per hundred, which means 90% of the time I do not play the small blind. Uh, like I don't pay it. Like I, it just doesn't have to go through me. Like uh-huh. in, obviously this is a pretty fucking huge edge in tournament poker. And from the big blind, it is, I am negative 30, uh, negative 31. And if you folded every single big blind, you would be negative a hundred. So what, what that means is seven times out of 10, I do not pay the big blind as well. Now, if this sounds like a pretty big edge, it's because it is now, now how would you get that edge? It's uh, a lot of it is flatting for me and donk leading. This is what I know. This is what I can teach. I did why Ape Styles is right because I thought he could teach a totally different. He could he he could teach like a totally different perspective. And uh, yeah, you can. Uh, uh, I think it, a lot of it is just flatting and donk leading. I think that's really the future. And we're gonna have like a huge webinar on it uh, the 11th of next month. You can write us at assassinatocoaching@gmail.com. It's uh, $90. It's, uh, the flyers are out and everything. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll post it. I'll make Barry post it. I'll make Barry work for his money. I'll be like, you know, you know post, that, post that webinar thing. But really, I, I'm a big fan of that. Like, 
I guess uh, Daniel Negreanu would call it small ball. I, I just think people, like, once you start, like, working on flops with Flopzilla and stuff, I think people really misplay uh, a lot of flops. And I've done a lot of stuff with, like, Cardinal or ZV where you can just do the EV of certain plays. And, like, uh, I, I've done things where it's, like, you flat with, like, any two cards and you close your eyes and check raise the flop, right? You don't even see it, right? And that will turn more of a profit than obviously folding does and uh, e- even more than a rejam would do sometimes. So by logic, we sh- have to call there and work from it. And uh, this is the other thing a lot. Of, I didn't realize for a long time until I started working with eight styles, and it's so simple. If you fold every single hand from early position, you lose nothing. You, it's a very stupid very stupid strategy to fold aces under the gun, obviously, but you will be losing nothing, right? Yeah. If you fold every single hand from the big blind, you are losing 100 big blinds out of 100. Now, that is a bit of a difference. Yeah. So if you can save money from the blinds, that will up your win rate way more in tournaments than anything else. So that's why I've been working on, like, flatting from the big blind, three-betting. Check out dissecting the three-bet. That's also in that slew of articles and uh, donk leading like donk leading. I think is that's the thing. Everybody, when they watch me on Twitch is like, wow, why do you do this? Like nobody else does this. Why do you do this? And I really think there's like a primer article dissecting the donk bet. You can look that up. I'm going to republish it again. Uh, We'll be putting it up and then, yeah, it'll be, you know, it'll give you the starting things. If you want to join this class, I'll really, there's only 24, tickets available i think we've sold out half so act fast and it's not going to be available for purchase like the video for like a month afterward that way the people like who early subscribed you know uh, those people get the material before everybody else but uh before one of these fuckers pirates it and uh yeah it should be fun it uh it's going to be a good time but yeah i'm really a big fan of like you know rate I, and not even so much like raise, fold. Like if you're going to raise, you know, a lot of times people are going to call you now. So you want to have hands that play well, like on the flop. And you want to have a guy, you know what they do on the flop, right? They fold a lot on the turn or they fold a lot on the flop. If they don't, you got to have a hand where it's like, well, I better be triple barreling this. So like an ace eight offsuit might not be like a triple barrel hand, but if you have a guy who never folds, like second or third pair, when you flop that ace, you better be going for three streets. You've got to take advantage of all the times, uh, you know, everybody else had burned out a C-bet that shouldn't have worked. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's generally my feeling. I'm not really a big fan of the big jams. The, when I do the big jams, it's like with hands that play like crap post-flop. A hand that plays like pretty bad post-flop is like ace-x. Because if you check raise with an ace x, you're blocking all the superior ace x combinations. You want that folding. There's 16 combinations of every like two card combination, like ace king, ace queen, ace jack. There's only six combinations of pairs. So the, it, most of his range, most of his combinations are going to be ace x because ace is the highest card in the deck. So when you have an ace in your hand and you try to bluff post flop, that's actually really bad because that's what you want that folding the most of the time. And it just it doesn't really play that well. If you hit the ace and you're good, you get one street. If you hit the ace and you're not good, he could potentially get more streets than that. Uh, 
Although a lot of times when people call a double barrel on an A-side board, I go, what is he double barreling that you're beating here with your top pair no kicker, you know? Like people don't double barrel A-side boards. Sorry, this is what I love about poker. I could go on about it forever. I could just freestyle here for hours talking about poker, man. I love this game so damn much. But, yeah, like the aces don't play as well pulled slot. If you can't finagle like a check raise bluff, like if you cannot find like – if the guy is C-betting too much and you can check raise bluff him – you you should be flatting with more of your small pairs because those are beautiful check-raise bluffing hands because on the turn, you'll either drill your set, which nobody uh, expects, or you'll have nothing. And when you're bluffing, it's kind of good to have nothing. You don't want, like, you know, ace-seven to bluff with because if you turn the ace, it's like reverse implied yeah. odds much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that guy could have two pair now, and I just have top pair, and I'm going broke, Right. But if you just see the guy, like, plays really well post-flop, like, if I'm against Romeo Pro, I just, like, shove the 24X because, like, I'm just not going to get an edge on him post-flop out of position. And, uh, yeah, okay, uh, a su- lot of things I to suppose think about it's, I suppose it's lower variance as well, isn't it, if you're taking flops rather than just getting it in, well, assuming you're called when you're rejamming. Yeah, yeah, it's low. I mean, if you look at Pisegno, Pisegno is the classic, like, defender of my theorem. Actually, he's where I stole a lot of my shit from. I don't even think he knows any of the mathematical implications of what he does. I just think he does it because he doesn't care. You know what I mean? And, like, if you look at Pisagno's graph, it is just straight up, no variance. Like, no variance, period. Like, and, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's the lower variance pull. If you, uh, it, uh, there are definitely times, though, you know, this is something I argue about with myself. This is something I look at a lot. It's like, when is it better to jam? When is it better to call? And, like, I've made a lot of simulations with Cardrunner's EV. Essentially, it's like, if the guy is not, like, really predictable post-flop, uh, it's better to jam. The thing is, a lot of these guys are predictable post-flop. They just see that way too much. Like, I mean, you, I mean, it's just very hard for a guy to, like, open – Jack nine of hearts, get the board queen of diamonds, two of hearts, four of diamonds, and be like, I should check back here for my backdoor draws because I need to balance against this guy so he knows I don't like bet every single flop. Telling the typical guy to do that is very hard because they're going to be like, he just completed from the blind. This is a super dry board. I better bet. But if you're betting that hand, you're probably betting anything, which means you bet you it is like you're see betting like 70 to 80% of the time. And then also, usually if they check on that board, they have something. They don't have nothing. They have like sixes or sevens or eights or like a good ace high or something, which means they're not even value betting their good hands. So maximum, maximum they could have hit this board 33 times out of 100, which means if they're see betting 80% of the time, only 33 out of those 80 times were value hands, which means the majority of the time they were folding. And then if they're checking back some of their combinations, now it's like 70% of the time they have nothing on this board. 20, 25 out of 80, uh, they don't, is only when they have a hand. So you must check raise versus this person. You must go after this person. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, good luck to you. Cool. Uh, okay, we've got two questions left for this show, so we'll do these with the time we've right. got. Good, I'm good. Um, yeah. The first one is a hand. So this one is from Mark Rink. Oh, cool, uh, man. This hey, is- Alex and Barry. 
Oh, you go? What you said? No, no, and this is the dude who got me into battle rap. He put me in touch with T and like, so, you oh. know, Bluff Magazine suggested it, but like he put me in touch with Pete and was like, you know, y'all, uh, the source, excuse me. And like, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, you guys wouldn't have that wonderfully awkward battle between me and the source <laughs> if it wouldn't have been for this guy. So, yeah, what's up, Mark? I'm glad you're here. What's good, man? Cool. Uh, hey, Alex and Barry, I've played a live 500 entry tourney last week, and I played a hand a few did not agree with. The blinds were at 25.50. I started hand with 23,000. The other two players involved had about the same stack. Uh, it folded around to me at the cutoff, and I opened to 150 at the cutoff with 5-6 of clubs. The button raised to 375. The big blind calls, and I called. Pot about 1,200. The flop comes 7 of clubs, 8 of diamonds, king of clubs. So I flop open-ended uh, open straight and flush draw. The big blind checks, I check, and the button makes it 850. You got it up to now? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I'm right uh, now. Sorry. The, the big blind calls, and I call. Pot now about 3,700. The turn comes nine of hearts. So I have low end of a straight and still a flush draw. The big blind checks. I check and the button makes it 2,500. The big blind calls 2,500 and I check raised to 7,400. Uh, my main point is, do I shove there or my check raise size okay? I started with 23k, so I still have 20,000 behind at this point. Pot is only 8,000 when I check raised to 7,400. Is this a check raise or a shove? I will tell you results at the bottom of the page. So let me know what you want to do here. Woo. If you want want to say what you want to do, then I can tell you what you said he did. Yeah, yeah. Let's what, what the results were. Sorry. Okay, yeah. No, this is a, by the way, Mark, this is a fantastic hand. I'm really, uh, I really think you should be pushing right now. Uh, I don't think Jack-10 is a, okay, let's go, let's first go back. I take it piece by piece. First of all, Bubbins 3-bet, ridiculous. Uh, when you're this deep. They said twenty five fifty, and there's like twenty three k, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can make it a little bigger there if you want to go heads up with the guy. Uh, I, I think. But anyway, okay. So three bet we call perfect. Love it. Uh, we flop an open ended straight draw, but it's the ass end. We just check call. Um. Mm, this is uh the the flop. Could you read the flop again, Barry? Seven of clubs, eight of diamonds, king of clubs. This is one of those cases, God, this is, you know, with the stacks this deep, um, I, a lot of times I go donk lead here because when the stacks are a little shorter, people are really afraid to raise and then get jammed on. Like, I went through for this dissecting the donk bet webinar. I, I'm doing, I've been going through every, like, donk bet I've, like, ever done. And it's, like, literally out of, like, 2,000 donk bets I filtered for, I got raised, like, 50 times. People mm -hmm. really do not want to raise dong bets anymore, right? So a lot of times in these cases, I'm like, go ahead and donk lead here, because if you check call and hit on the turn, what do you do? If you check raise like Mark does in this hand, which I'm not saying is wrong, uh, the stack size kind of don't leave him with that many options. Uh, but if you call and you check raise here, you look exactly like what you have, right? You look exactly like a set or a straight. And if they don't have a hand that can beat that, they're going to muck, so it's really hard to fold. 
if you check call, hit your hand on the turn and donk lead, it looks exactly like what you have. And, uh, and uh, if you check and they check around, you lose a street of value. So I really like donk leading. Uh, in, this is going into the webinar, but okay. You donk lead with it. It's like 10% of the time, 20% of the time. You should just have a complete air ball, right? And uh, then like, a large portion of the time you should have like backdoor draws that are, are just not quite good enough to check call uh, or like not even backdoor draws, but like this, the ass end of the straight small flush draw hands that like they're good enough to check call, but it's hard to get value from. If you lead out, you're more likely to get way more value. And then you should be doing it with like top sets and middle sets and stuff like a set on this board. Uh, leading out, I like a lot too because if it gets checked around and the turns a club, that's a disaster. Uh, it's not a disaster, but like everybody's equity has probably gone up except for yours. And uh, so I think a donk lead here is definitely a really good consideration. Uh, I, I do like it, especially I don't really when a guy makes it 375. I, I love it in these tournaments where it's like we're playing 25.50 with 20K and it's like you open for 150 and a guy's like, I'll make it 375, respect it. It's like I could not give two shits, you yeah. just three. <laughs> I could not give. And if you lead out, people are like, well, I threw that and they let out to me. What, what could he have? You know, it's like, but, but really, I should just be pretending I opened the 375 because your three betting range here is so wide open. It's pretty – actually, your three-betting range might be a little wider than what you call there now that I think about it. So I should be leading a lot more there. You know, this is, that's one of those weird things you never think of, but a typical, like, you know, like live board guy is three-betting more hands there than I think he flats. I think he only flats, like, you know, like ace-king, ace-queen, and, like, good pairs, but he's probably three-betting all of his mediocre shit. So, like yeah. – it's like when people check back in position, sometimes I, it, like, hits me like a rock. Like, his checking range here is stronger than his betting range, and that is absurd. Like, that is so weird. But, yeah, anyway, uh, like, it, I, I really like a dog lead here because the number of guys who will raise you for value here with a king are very slim, right? Because they're so afraid of their raising and then you three betting back, right? And, uh... Let's say you did get it in on this flop. Let's say you bet in like one of the 5% of the times happens this guy raises. If you got it in, you never, I mean, if you three bet back and somehow a disaster happened, you'd never be making that big of an error. Like if we did the combinatronics or whatever. But I really like Donk leading into the razor here because if you do hit your hand, like nobody, like if somebody led into you there, Barry, like, if you were playing live, you'd be a little confused, right? Hmm. Would you uh, give me a, okay. It, they teach you something in improv. It's called yes. And when I'm getting you to go with my scheme, you go, yes. Okay. But like <laughs> you're supposed to enthusiastically go. Yeah. But I know in my experience, like if a guy leads out there, I I'm just not used to it. Like, when a guy leads into me when I three that preflop, I'm always a little confused, and I don't have as much experience with it. Even though I am one of the designers of this play, I don't know what the hell people have a lot of the time. Sometimes it's just like a King Jack that was like, oh, cool flop. Sometimes it's like, oh, crap, I missed my flop with Jacks, but I think nobody has a King. I'll lead out. 
Sometimes it's a set. Either way, when the draw comes on the turn, I don't fold my king nearly as much as if it got check-raised like it just did here, right? Like, nobody, uh, the way Mark played this, uh, which I don't think is bad, by the way. This is the traditional way to play it. I think he played it fine. Um, I don't think anybody is continuing with ace-king now. I don't, I don't even know if 7-8 uh, wants to continue. And it was, uh, like, so, like, that check-raise just really firmly puts you in, uh, you know, like, I have, uh, what, what was the, what, could you read the board to me on the turn one more time? Yeah, the board on the turn is seven of clubs, eight of diamonds, king of clubs, and then turn was nine of hearts. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, okay, peeled check, ten, five, six, set. You know what I mean? Like, and not even a set that much, right? I think a lot of thinking players could come to that conclusion, because if you turn second pair into a bluff there, Mark... You are my new fucking hero because nobody does it. Like, that's a play, like, you'll see the very best players do in, like, 10Ks, which I'm assuming is not going to be appreciated at this $500 re-entry. So I just, I, I just don't know what we could be – you know, it, it's really hard to rep anything. I think we're almost allowing our, his range to play perfectly. Now, as played, it's a fine line. It's what a lot of people would do. I just don't think you're getting as much value as you would if you took my donk leading line. Now, uh, okay, so what happened? So he's got I check raise to the 7,400, both called. The river, <laughs> was, the river was a queen of clubs put in flush out there. The big blind shoves. Check fold. I, check I have Someone to fold my six high flush. Good fold. Uh, and button calls, uh, big blind shows ace of clubs, three of clubs for the nut flush. Uh, button shows king queen. Yeah, Obviously uh... horrible. <laughs> uh, I, I still have 11k or 12k left after folding. Few guys said I should have shoved the turn, but I don't think so. Uh, Can't be results orientated, but correctly. Uh, I mean, like. Uh, it's a re-entry. Sorry, 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 Barry. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just got here. In my mind, I know one of them has a higher flush draw, but with my two clubs in my hand, limits them to seven yeah. clubs max to draw on the river. Thoughts on my play? It's uh, a 15% shot. It's a 15% shot. If they just flat you on this turn, they don't have jack-10 either of clubs. Because, uh, I mean, not, I mean, jack-10 of clubs maybe they'd flat. But that's, uh, I it was, uh, sorry, that was my mouth going with my mind before I realized I was not explaining everything. They don't have like just a random peeled Jack 10 there with a backdoor draw that hit on the turn because they would have gotten it in on the turn. So you really only worried about Jack 10 of clubs and that's a very small portion of their range. So, and in these re-entry tournaments, I really try to bleed people because like, you know, like, okay, let's say I'm playing a $500. I'm playing the Colossus at the WSOP and I'm not allowed to re-enter, right? I'm not going to get to play this tournament maybe in the next five years ever again, right? Now, in this case, also, like, uh, having some chips in this tournament is really going to benefit me, right? So I might just check jam there, right, and try to make it look like a desperate draw or something, and then maybe, you know, I'm probably not going to get that much value, 
as played, and by the way, do you see all the crappy options we have here when we check called? This is why I'm a real big donk leading uh, enthusiast. And, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, maybe I'll jam there because, like, going up to uh, 30, 35K is a big deal in, you know, a tournament I can't reenter and I want to be able to play throughout. If I can just re-enter and keep playing the tournament, I will try to bleed them dry. I will very thinly value bet. I'll very thinly free bet semi-bluff. I'll, you know, I'll do every high-variance thing I can because just being able to reload those chips is such a big deal. So I think as played, given it, what you knew, Mark, I think that was about as well as you could have played it. And just so you know, my approach is controversial. A lot of people don't like it. I, I think I'm right, but uh, otherwise I wouldn't do it when I play. But uh, it's, uh, I, I think the way you played it is the way 90% of like high-stakes regs would have played it. So, well done. Cool. That's a good compliment. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, the last question is a bit of fun from Sean Connor. Uh, oh, Sean Connor. What an yeah. awesome name. <laughs> I, yeah. bet, I bet nobody made a joke about that in middle school. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got, okay, guys, I'm from the future. No, he's not. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, fellas. Still loving the podcast. As much as I love and look forward to the strategy content, I'd like to ask Alex a bit of a different question. My question is, what does Alex think of eating food at the poker table? Oh, man. I was, I was at Grosvenor Casino Live Tournament once, and a middle-aged woman sat to my immediate right, ordered a big chicken sandwich with chips. I assumed she would pull up one of those little tables around the casino for people to put drinks on and eat it facing away from the table. Instead, she grabbed the chicken sandwich with both hands and devoured it messily directly at the poker table. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't help but watch as all kinds of debris fell onto the felt where she would receive into her cards. Uh, when she finished, she just brushed a messy hand over the felt, squelching, oh. chick- <laughs> squelching chicken salad and all kinds of shit into the felt, making it even worse. The players, myself included, and a dealer didn't say a thing. Nobody seemed <laughs> to even notice it except me. Anyway, the woman gets eliminated long after uh, uh, another table breaks. New player at the table comes and is dismayed at all the crumbs he has to play in. Uh, what do you think about the poker table? Uh, like, leave this poker room. Like, yeah. imagine trying to pull that shit in the Venetian. Like, I mean, like, imagine that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, put that on a... Like, the fact she did it so cavalier, like, I've gotten away with this before. Like, I don't know. This was like, I mean, this is just common courtesy. Like, I remember when I played just home games for a living. I'm using air quotes. Nobody can see. But, like, uh, like when I play, you know, from 15 to 18, I couldn't play online. So I played, like, home games and, like, did whatever. And, you know, it, it was, you know, there were games you went to where you'd have a beer and, like, you put it to the side, and there'd be a little table there, and they'd be pretty big on, like, you know, lean away from the table when you go to get a drink of that. And then there'd be other places where they didn't give a shit, and it was, sure enough, like, within a year, there's just, like, five, like, screaming, firework-looking shadow displays of beer spillage, 
and all you know, and it, it just smells like ground, uh, you know, it, it, like ground cigarettes and shit in the place. And it's like, you know, you gotta pick the your place as well. And it's like, there's usually well, I mean, okay, here's the thing. Um, usually the sloppy people are sloppy poker players as well. So there was a lot of times like I would go play poker with gang members who were, you know, uh, I, I, I didn't mean for this to get all straight, but like, you know, they'd been, they'd be inhaling shit at the table and like, you know, it was fucking disgusting. Like the smell of like, uh, burnt, oxycodone and shit like that but like yeah. you know they were you know, these are the type of people who would be like 3k nine high flush draw guy obviously has top set let it rip you know <laughs> let's go let's go or like top pair no kicker i don't see how this could lose or i think my fucking ace is really good right now i know there's four to a flush out there but this fucking ace of another suit man looks so good so if you want to make the money, sometimes you got to go with the slobs, you know what I mean? But, like, you know, you just, I, I don't know, like, I would keep, like, moist towelettes and, like, uh, you know, and I'm not, like, a super, like, clean guy, but, like, you know, and uh, try not to touch your face, like, after you touch the cards or something, and, uh, you know, try to get, try to wash your hands every break. I would wash my hands, wash my face every break, because it was, like, uh, it, 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 it's just... It gets pretty – I saw, like, a special where they were, like, they – with a black light, they had something that would, like, pose as, like, germs, and they had one person coughing at a poker table, and they had the people, like, play for two hours, then they turned the black light on or whatever, and just, like, everybody had these germs, like, just plastered all over themselves, and it was, like <laughs> – you know, there was, like, one guy at the table who, like, didn't touch his face and was washing his hands, and he was the only guy who was, like, safe. Um, you know, you have a choice. Like, if you go to, like, the Venetian, well, you're giving money to one of the smartest players in the casino who happens to be trying to, like, kill online poker. Uh, and you'll be playing with a lot of, like, you know, wealthy professionals from, like, other vet venues of life, and they'll be, like... You know, they're usually not dumb is what's going to happen. And then, uh, you know, and if you want to play at the place that's more ruckus, you know, you're going to have to deal with that shit. It's going to be everywhere. I, I personally think it's fucking disgusting. I I, uh, I don't know. Like, I eat at the table, but, like, I always use a fork and knife. And, you know, I don't want to touch that crap and touch the cards and, like, get, you know, get, like, chicken chicken burger grease all over the seven of diamonds. And yeah, it's, uh, uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird to me. Man. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't, I don't get how human beings, there's a lot of times I'm in card rooms and I go like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, what, the, what, where the fuck did it go wrong? You know what I mean? Like, not like, I don't get that feeling. Like when I'm, I was thinking of, I think it was like the golden nugget 1K. And it's like, there's days I show up and I'm like, I feel like, you know, like uh, it is kind of cool. I've made money from poker for 10 years and I'm like the hustler here. You know what I mean? And like everybody else is getting freaked out at the final 18 of the tournament and I'm just whatever. I'm chill. Right. And I'm the guy who's capable of anything. And then there's other times I'm like, dude, I'm eating a fucking hoagie out of a, uh, 
out of like a street vendor's cart and this is the best thing I could eat at this hour and like what the fuck have I done with my life you know like what the fuck did I do and it's like I've gotten that especially like when I used to play in like China and like South Korea it's like gambling is not exactly something you like do out in the open there you know so you're like you're in some fucking shady ass places and it's like that romantic side comes does not last you know you're like what did i do and then there's times i'm like uh i don't know like when you're playing like monte carlo it's like wow this is pretty cool or you know uh what's a I, I was gonna. I, I don't want to give the Venetian buzz, but I fucking love the Venetian. I can't lie. I know it's. I like the Venetian. I, I love just, it. I, I've, played, uh, I've been to Vegas only twice. No, three. No, twice. Yeah, twice. And I've always liked playing there. I think the service is good, and uh, you know everything was good about it. It was a nice place to play. I played tournaments and cash there. It was a lot better than the fucking Rio, anyway. That's for sure. Hate you know? I fucking the hate Rio the Rio. I fucking hate You know, and I fucking hate the people in the Rio. I fucking hate these little shits, man. Like, I fucking hate these people. I cannot... Fu- I mean, like, I'm going to sound like a social justice warrior here, but, like, when I see people... When I see the way they talk to these, like, elderly retirees who have decided to take time out of their day so they could play a little tournament with us, and this is probably the only $200 and $500 they have... To do this maybe once a month, once every two months, this is the only WSOP event I can't, and I see these little shits like bark at them things when they get like one thing wrong. I, it takes all my energy, Barry, not to go, hey, shut the fuck up and sit down. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You are not a fucking professional player because I've been one for 10 years and I would have never made it if I was a little shit like you. So shut the fuck up. Like, I cannot <laughs> fucking stand it. Like, it takes all my fucking energy. And you know what? It never happens at the Venetian. You know why? Because the dentist, and it, 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 not just the Venetian, the Bellagio, or the Wynn, or someplace actual fucking adults go to. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it, it's like, there's usually going to be, like, one guy who, like, there's going to be the guy who owns, like, the... Uh, there's going to be the guy who invested in, like, Go phone, go cameras or whatever the fuck they call them. There's going to be the wealthy dentist from SoCal. And he's going to be like, hey, what's, it, what's your problem, buddy? And you're going to have the table working with you against this little shit. In the Rio, you're surrounded by these motherfuckers. And it's just like, God, you people are so fucking insufferable. Like, it's just, I, I don't know, man. I can't, uh, nah, 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 nah. I'm going to go beat up a punching bag. <laughs> I'm going I'm to go, I, I just, I can't, every time I go to Vegas, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Like, just, and by the way, I never see them the next year. It's just a rotating fucking cast of dipshits coming in. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, man, Ho, homie, homie, homie. I got 4K to my name. I'm a fucking baller. I buy my own Fruit Loops now. You know, like, I'm a professional player. Every time I, like, go to buy something, like, and it's like, like, I, 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 like, I was at a bar recently. I, I was at a bar recently. This is years ago, obviously. But, like, I went to a bar with my buddies, and I just got in town, and I exchanged my money, and it was in hundreds, right? I was like, hey, I got, uh, do you guys have change for hundreds? And it was like, why do you have hundreds? And I was like, well, first of all, weird-ass question. But I was like, uh, yeah, it's Vegas. I don't know. But I was, I, uh, 
I needed it for my job. I'm sorry. Like, uh, could you just cash out? What's your job? I'm a professional poker player. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> we get that 30 times a night here. I'm like, are you kidding? And it's like, I remember when it was like, you couldn't date a girl because you were a professional poker player. Nobody would rent you an apartment. You were an outcast. You were the unfucking touchable. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like to have these kids like come in and just like ruin what a lot of guys like me made. I will say that what we made, like, I just do not like it. And I will, I will go play at the, at the adults table and I will give money to fucking Sheldon Adelson or whatever the fuck his name is. If I so have to, because you guys are not making it easy for me to enjoy it anywhere else and drop the mic. We're done. That's it. Well, thanks guys for all the questions. And we do have a couple more that we'll save for the next show. Um, if you want to get your questions in for Alex, then send them to questions at oneouter.com through the email, or tweet at oneouter.com, or post them in the Facebook group. Um, get them to me any way that you can, and we'll read them out on the next show. Alex, how can people get in touch with you, get to your Twitch channel, etc.? Uh, write me at assassinautocoaching at gmail.com. If you got questions about anything, guys, I hire... Uh, Actually, I think he's pretty much full-time now. I hire an assistant uh, just to respond to you guys and help you guys out with everything there because, you know, uh, we want to help you all out, you know, and go to twitch.tv slash the and be sure to favorite that page and, you know, create an account there and favorite that page, and that will give you a little email notification every time we're streaming so you don't miss any of the free content. And be, uh, be sure to uh, check out all the little promos we got going on underneath. And uh, write us if you, on the 11th of next month, for $90, want to do a four-hour, it's probably going to be a four-hour class with me, uh, four-hour webinar uh, about dissecting the donk bet. And we're going to be just talking about how you can save so many big blinds out, out of the big blind and small blind and take money from people and generate huge value with hands. You otherwise were like pretty clearly sending a flag up to as to what you have, as was the case in Mark Rink's industry. Good job, Mark. Your check's in the mail. Thanks, buddy, for setting that one up. But uh, and then, uh, yeah, you know, be sure to check out PokerHeadRush.com, and uh, yeah, don't don't forget to uh, uh, go to Twitch.tv. If you guys can't do anything for me. Go to twitch.tv slash the assassinato. If you guys don't have money, go underneath and click on the funny picture of the black guy looking at me like I'm nuts. And uh, click on that and go to the rap battle and take a look at that. If you've seen it already, watch it again. Share it on people's walls because the more views we get for that. Actually, I couldn't believe this, Barry, but like those rap battles bring in a lot of new blood to uh, all this stuff. Like a lot of new blood. And it's like, it's really supporting all of this. It's really cool. But yeah, be sure to, I mean, if you guys want to help us, man, just repost, retweet all that stuff. This one hour podcast, you know, my Twitch channel, that rap battle, all of that really helps, you know, I really appreciate that. And go to that Twitch channel so you can see, just go underneath the stream and like all the buttons are there. We got like deals on all the latest poker software. Uh, the assassinatohud.com has been released. My own like, made HUD that is really cool. And then there's like all the pocket fives articles, bluff articles there are free. There's a ton of free content. Be sure to check out all that free content. Anything you like, repost, retweet, put it out there. 
And yeah, write if you, if you have any questions, write me at assassinocoaching@gmail.com if you want to be on the email list. Uh, and fallpokeredrush.com. Write me at assassinautocoaching.gmail.com if you want to set up a private lesson. And, yeah, guys, thank you all for tuning in. And be sure to play on ACR with me. But one of my favorite sites right now. No bullshit. I love that site. Come check it out, man. Cool. All right, until next week, we'll see you all then. Cheers. Cheers. The Million Dollar Sundays are back. AmericasCardsRoom.com, your premier poker site for real money cash, is raising the stakes on April 12th with the Million Dollar Sundays Tournament. You can buy in directly to this $1 million guaranteed tourney for just $540 or win a free seat through our daily free roll. AmericasCardsRoom.com will help you get started with a huge 100% first deposit bonus up to $1,000 when you enter the bonus code CASH. This is the opportunity you've been waiting for. Download and deposit today. AmericasCardsRoom.com